0: Pop. Welcome to Switched On Pop. I'm songwriter Charlie Harding. And I'm musicologist Nate Sloan. Every week, the Switched On Pop team gets together and everybody shares one song that they're loving right now. It's one of my favorite conversations each week because we hear music that is old new on the charts, off the charts. And so I thought, Nate, that we could share that conversation in a new format that I want to call Switches Brew. So today you're going to hear from the larger team, including
1: producer Rihanna Cruz,
0: engineer Brandon McFarlane here. And we also are very lucky to be joined by a special guest, friend of the show, and new host of NPR's It's Been a Minute. Brittany Luce.
2: Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me.
3: It's a pleasure. All right. Who wants to go first? Well, not to brag, but I was in the most musical city in the continental United States last weekend. I'm talking, of course, about New Orleans, Louisiana. And I was there for a very joyous occasion, which was my younger brother's wedding. And they had a a live band. They They had a second line. It was amazing. Unfortunately, I didn't. I was so busy with these nuptial festivities that I didn't get to do what I always try and do when I'm in New Orleans, which is go out and hear live music till three in the morning. But being there made me think of the last time that I was in New Orleans when I went to BJ's Lounge in the Bywater and I heard one of the great living blues musicians. I'm talking about Little Freddie King. Uh-huh. that was messing around the house off little freddie king's album of the same name from 2008 now when you see little freddie king live it's very stripped down it's him on guitar a bass player a drummer but on these records you hear that he's not afraid to incorporate modern production drum programming remixes into his sound and so that's what's going to keep this music alive for future generations is like artists being unafraid to incorporate those modern techniques into these classic forms. All right, Brandon, what have you been listening to? Okay. So
4: since De La Soul's catalog has released on, on all streaming platforms, I just been digging into like their first three or four albums. First album came out in 89. One of the members of De La passed recently so it was like bittersweet trugoy the dove rest in peace let's listen to trugoy's verse on Treadwater. and trugoy is yogurt spelled backwards for those who don't know <laughs> <laughs> yes
1: what? i had no idea I i've searched
0: for you all over now you found no time to waste we must find the preacher man we must find the pa mate for my Mace. population's
2: dying and we're all in tune to doom
4: I think this group is like super influential because at a time where like gangster rap and a certain type of rap was like ascending to be like the most popular shit, Native Tongues was like Jungle Brothers, De La Soul, and Tribe, there were a couple other groups in there, but those three groups and De La at the forefront of that, I think represented a type of rap that was like, we're not creating so much of an image to present to a market. We're like just teenagers rapping. Afrocentrism and just like goofy, nerdy stuff in there. There's like a ton of skits. And so it's just like a fun time. And you just get the sense that they're, they're not trying. They're just being themselves on wax. And like that that was a special thing then and now.
2: It's kind of interesting that, um to... Just like be listening to that portion and just homing in on that because like it at once sounds very like emblematic of the time, but also their work has been is so influential and it's just it's so elemental to the art form that it's like hearing the source DNA for so many things that come after it so it still also sounds really current because everybody's constantly going back to, this is like one of the main sources that people are coming back to, to influence their own music today.
3: It's cool to think about how the reappearance of this body of work on streaming services could kickstart a resurgence of interest in De La Soul. And like you were saying, Brittany, like make plain how relevant this group still is. And like maybe we'll start to hear some of those sounds and techniques being parroted by other MCs.
1: Cause like, I think like most people like my age, right? Because I'm, I'm what 23, you know, I feel like De La Soul is the generation before my generation where like a lot of people my age who stream, you know, who who mainly consume music through streaming aren't going to have the access to De La Soul. And like, I've realized that like, I, I know personally, like, prior to a few years ago before like me getting really into like pursuing music journalism as like a career like i didn't know who de la soul was you know and that's just like a product of their absence on accessible music listening platforms
4: right it's like you had you had tribe and the other groups that you Mm -hmm. can listen to and be like oh yeah like that's how you know they were flipping like jazz Samples or or mm. whatever like quirky samples that weren't the norm. Yeah, but Daylight and, and Prince Paul was one of the main producers for those early albums. They they were doing that first and at like a crazy level. I think Prince Paul was already like like famous producer for other hip hop groups who the names are escaping me. Steady Sonic. Yep. Grave Diggers. You Grave Diggers.
1: Look at you, Nate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was. Uh, I was a big Prince, Prince Paul head back in the day. <laughs> they don't call a musicologist for right nothing. Let's pass the mic. Here's some new stuff. Brittany, what would you bring to us?
2: Okay, so a song that I, the song I'm bringing to you all today is a song that I listen to actually all of the time. I know on Spotify they have that, I forget the name of the playlist, but it's basically the playlist that turns you into like a Mobius strip. It's just a playlist of songs that you'd like to play all of the time. And i to my oh, like a like on repeat. Yeah, right? on repeat. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Why waste time? Let's cut the fat. <laughs> so that's how a lot of the songs I listened to. Yeah. in 2021, are also my top listened songs in 2022. I'm sure it'll be the same this year. But there's a song that came out, I think in April of 2020, by one of my favorite artists, Nick Hakim, called Kadir, and um, it's a song that he wrote about a childhood best friend who had died a couple of years previously at a tender age of 25, whose name Kadir. It's an achingly tender and beautiful song, but it also came out at a time when a lot of people were going through it. To put out a song about loss, a song about grief, about grieving a friend, April 2020, the significance of that has only grown to me with time. It's It's a beautiful song that is about grief without feeling, it's not gutting, it's just really achingly beautiful, and it's, a, I think, a really fitting tribute to a friend. There's a lyric that, that he says though, like in the chorus, where he just he says he sings Kadir and I miss you so dearly. I don't know. Love is always a topic of songs, but I feel like love uh, between friends is like less common. It also makes me think of like one of my favorite Sade songs called Maureen, which is about a childhood friend of hers who died really young, and her just imagining all the things that she would do with Maureen together. That's totally different tone it's upbeat and kind of jovial even if it's a little bit lamenting but yeah it's i think it's one of my favorite recent love songs not just because of the quality of the song but just because i don't know i feel like friendship is a type of love that just doesn't get written about in the same way and especially friendship between men and I think he does just such a beautiful job of it here. I got to see him at this really tiny venue that has amazing sound in Brooklyn called Public Records. Him and Michelle and Dave I there might have been 85 people there. It was so, so small. They have these amazing acoustics that are like all wood. It was just like perfect. If you ever get the chance to see Nick Hakim, even if you don't know his music, he's just so incredible as a musician that I would encourage anybody to see him live. He finds ways to make his music sound so much more dynamic. Like, it already sounds great recorded, but it sounds even more dynamic in person. So that's a song that I listen to all of the time. <laughs> but but yeah, I've definitely been listening to a lot this week since I just saw him like last week.
0: Thank you, Brittany. Yeah, I feel like songs about friendship are are special and underrepresented. It makes me want to go dig deeper into that topic and find other songs that you know reflect on what are the most important parts of human experience, the people that hold us.
2: Okay, if you do that, though, you gotta bring me back, cause then I can talk about Maureen.
0: <laughs> You're in.
4: Shout out to the friendship songs that don't have "friend" explicitly in the title. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I think we always think about like <laughs> "You've <laughs> Got a Friend" and "Lean, Lean on, on Me" as like the two like main friendship songs of the world. <laughs> Just a friend does not get. Mario, in this Mario, sadly <laughs> cut
2: out of this conversation. No.
4: Um, Music Soul child, out.
2: Oh, my God. (laughs) Also cut out of this conversation. Bismarck unfortunately, also cut out of this conversation.
0: Yeah, exactly. Those are
2: friend zone songs.
0: Brittany, it's part of what I love about your show is, you know, you go broad across all of culture, but your music conversations are excellent and uh, highlighting Samara Joy, Clayla, even like your rundown of Rihanna before the Super Bowl. Thank you. Great
2: stuff.
0: Thank you. Uh, So all great things that people should go listen to. But let's keep on listening. Uh, Rihanna, what do you have for us?
1: (laughs) The other Rihanna.
0: But don't listen to it allergies suck but a good nasal spray makes all the difference i personally learned that i suffer from adult onset allergies and it's a real bummer but a good allergy med makes all the difference for my ability to go out in the springtime to smell magnolia's my favorite flower if you also want relief quickly to get back to breathing in the spring air you can try astapro astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. And it starts working in just 30 minutes. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Use is directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies.
1: So lately, I've been getting into Bandcamp. And the electronic scene on Bandcamp, which is so fruitful. So, good. so great. A lot of friends of mine have been digging deep to find the best electronic remixes and edits. It is so fun. You find so much good stuff. And recently, I found this remix of Lana Del Rey's Born to Die from famous DJ, rest in peace, Marcus Intellects.
0: I feel like I have a question for your Rihanna. Yeah, hit me. What is this doing for you that you're not getting from the original Born to Die or any of the rest of the melancholia in her catalog?
1: Here, you got essentially a drum and bass remix of, of Born to Die by this DJ, Marcus Intellex, who was a huge British drum and bass DJ. And by putting the brakes under Lana... I don't know, it like gives it a multifaceted dimension that like I hear in the original song, but not expounded upon, right? Because I think Born to Die as a song is very emotional. It is melancholic, like you said, Charlie, but also so expansive in her vision. And by putting the drum and bass breaks, you know, under it, and it, it enhances Lana's vocals. It makes it sound really cool. And I don't know, I've been getting really into like drum and bass remixes, like edits on Bandcamp, like flips of popular songs. And like this is this is a really dope one because it sort of subverts expectations. Like the last song I would expect to be drum and bassified is Born to Die, (laughs) you know, but it's like super dope and it's really, really cool. And I want to like drop it in a DJ set, you know,
3: there's a productive tension between her languid, laid back vocals and the nervous intensity of Hendrix drum and bass production, that contrast is so satisfying to listen to. Yeah. And works shockingly well. I'm I'm into it.
1: Yeah. That's and that that's a really great way to put it, like a nervous tension. I think a lot of drum and bass flips have that discordant quality where it's like why is this song over this
3: beat i have, a, I have an ontological question for our esteemed panel what is the difference between an edit and a remix
2: you asked the wrong person
4: I, I guess a remix would be more produced like an edit is is like extending the song or, or whatever mm. so the stems the stems make it an edit right
1: yeah No. no 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 you're right i think like a remix is created from like bits and pieces. An edit is the whole song that's flipped. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's the whole song that's kind of like remade. I don't know though. I am not the authority on this. So if, if somebody emails in and explains to me the <laughs> difference between a remix and an edit, I will be forever indebted. The lines
3: are open. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Please.
3: <laughs> Metaphorically speaking, you can't talk to us, but yeah, we you don't have a phone line tweeted us and tell us the difference
1: looking it up it says like an edit of a track means only bits has been changed i don't know if that's necessarily true because i see things tagged edit on Bandcamp all the time and they're like taking a little bit more liberty with the song so i'm not entirely sure i think at the end of the day it's like is it based on an actual song or are you like creating something new out of it you know yeah i kind of feel like
4: this has always been confusing because even when I go record shopping and I see I pick up like a single, it it'll say Club Mix and not Club Edit, but really they just extended right. the drums for two minutes or something. So <laughs> Right,
1: exactly. <Who> knows? <laughs> I have this I have this remix album of Madonna singles. Ooh. It's literally the same thing. It'd be like frozen club mix and then they just put like club drums under it for the entirety and it's like, okay, you know. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah. It's not like a Mariah Carey thing where like, she, she's like, you want a remix?
2: Me and David Morales are going to sit in the studio for six weeks. I'm going to do all new vocals. It's going to be a completely different song.
0: So it's going to be much worse. <laughs> yes. It's dying art. I don't know. It's completely fragmented. People are just making it up as they go along, and it's confusing for everyone. It's like, Rihanna... You covered the Pink Panther's ice by a song they called part two, which was literally just adding a verse. There was <laughs> Right, no <part> exactly.
1: <laughs> like there wasn't Everyone's like any it difference. It's like, sure. Yeah.
0: All right. I'm going to take over here. I'm going to leave us with a song that I have been really loving right now. It comes from the episode that I produced for our 300th, which was about that rubber bridge guitar. And I saw that there was a mashup of two of our guests that were in that story Madison Cunningham produced a song with Ethan Griska, who are both in that story, and it features the artist Remy Wolf, who I really love and been trying to get on the Mm. podcast forever. (laughs) The song is called Hospital One Man Down. Which is
3: in, it's, pursuant to what you were just saying, Charlie A, a re-recording of Madison Cunningham's song Hospital, so <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't It
1: doesn't end Checking in New hospital With the nurses
0: Okay, I did not realize that was a re-recording. Now I gotta listen to the original. Is this is this an edit? Is this a mix remix? What is this? Let's
1: see.
0: Okay, this is a complete reimagining of the song. New production, re-recording. I like that. And I actually think I like the one with Remy Wolf even better because it's just got these. Sounds that I can't identify that are at the in-between of, like, acoustic mm. folk music, mm. rock music, funk music. Like, I can't tell if the acoustic rubber bridge guitar is doing the funk playing. There's these weird, like, wow sounds that I don't even know what they are, and I love that I'm a little... What sounds? Wow <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that's the only uh, uh, academic term. Um, <laughs> go consult the Harvard <laughs> Music Dictionary. Uh but I, there's something about like checking into a hospital and having this fever dream kind of feeling. And I like that the sounds are disorienting. I find the song very rewarding. I keep going back to it.
2: I almost picked a Remy Wolf song to share today, but I was like, I have a feeling. <laughs> I just have a feeling somebody else is going <laughs> to pick a Remy <laughs> Wolf song. And so I didn't. And my Spidey Spence is right.
0: Brittany, give it to us. Why do you love her? What's the song? We, we, you get an extra.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, the sound is the song is down the line. The chorus is. Transcend it. It just it's it, the way that you just described the the like the mix of genres, tones, even when you said songs you can't like sounds you can't even identify, I feel like that's present in so much of her music. And in that song specifically, like I I've been listening to it for a couple of years now, but I was listening to it the other day and I like realized like during the chorus, I'm like, wait, even though she sang the exact same melody twice, right? Like in a stanza, let's say she doesn't just take a different vocal approach but like the vocal production is literally different so there's like different filters on it and it just changes from like line to line and i didn't even notice that until i've listened to the song
0: already for like a couple years Brittany, important question Mm -hmm. for you down the line by remy wolf or the kimber remix
2: i have not heard the kimber remix
0: well you're gonna have to listen to it on your own we're gonna listen to the original For everyone who can't see what's happening right now, everyone
2: is nodding their head. There's so many elements in the song to like, but also it's such a tightly composed song and tightly produced song, a tightly written song, that you could also just listen to it and just enjoy it. There's just a lot of really good points of tension that are sort of mm. contracting and expanding like at different kind of rates throughout the whole song. It's so cool.
4: To piggyback off what you said, I think when, I, when we played the end of the song, She even like looped in a vamp style, which is like, who even does a vamp anymore in a song? But like, she looped her mm-hmm. her hook like with her vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's that's that thoughtful thing you mentioned. Like she didn't fly the hook. That'd be the technical term, like for us engineers. They just say like, oh, take the hook that
3: we did here and copy it each time. Like she didn't do that, and uh, mm-hmm, it, it mm-hmm. shows. Y'all, this has been so much fun getting these sounds in my ears. Some of which. I've heard before, but not in a long time, some of which are completely new to me. This is a a testament to how much music is out there. And I love that we've come up with this criteria for sifting through it, which is simply, what are you listening to right now? That seems as good (laughs) as anything to me. So thank you inaugural Switches Brew panelists what a treat. Brittany, thank, thank you for you. joining us. Thank you, Brandon, Rihanna, for letting listeners enter our inner sanctum here for a change. <laughs> and thank you, Nate, for being my friend. Aww. Are you going to write a song yeah. about it, Charlie? You're all my
0: friends, but it started with this friendship. I might, I might write a song <laughs> about it. I will, for sure, make a playlist of all these recommendations and share it with everybody. And I will post in our show notes a little link to Britney's podcast. It's been a minute. There are so many great interviews with musicians and beyond. It's been a lot of fun. Thank
3: you all. See you all next time.